Get ready for a week-long celebration of music, community and fabulous fun with Joy Radiothon 2024. Joy has the largest collection of rainbow podcast content in the world and you can help keep us out loud and proud by donating during Joy Radiothon 2024. Just go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. Mark it in your calendars because Joy Radiothon returns June 1st to 7th and remember, we all flourish with joy. This is another podcast of World Wide Wave, the international LGBT news and current affairs show, every week on Australia's first LGBT radio station, Joy 94.9. Surfing the globe, bringing you news, views and current affairs for the LGBT community, this is the World Wide Wave. Yes, it's World Wide Wave time. Joy's international news and current affairs show for and by the LGBTI community. We love taking you around the globe one queer story at a time. I'm Matt and I am joined tonight in the studio by Andrew. Hi, everybody. While Russia's influence in Ukraine appears to be under pressure, its influence on LGBT rights across Eastern Europe does not appear to be slowing. Their anti-gay propaganda bill has already been replicated in Hungary, and now Romania has become the latest battleground. Under the guise of protecting children, the bill aims to silence the rainbow community. Aside from impacts on censorship, health and discrimination, the bill will also stop many of the services for the LGBT community. One organisation that will be impacted is Mosaic Romania, and we are joined by Andre Luca, their Director of Development, tonight. Here's a taste of what's coming up. There is a push at a global level from two directions. On one hand, Russian propaganda. On the other hand, very strong American conservatives trying to push anti-feminist laws throughout the entire Central and Eastern Europe and anti-LGBT laws in the same area. Seven members of the Romanian parliament and a junior coalition partner of the ruling government have proposed sweeping anti-LGBT laws under the guise of preventing child abuse. Having already gained the tacit approval of the Senate, the bill has moved to the lower house. The bill is based on Russia's gay propaganda bill. A similar bill has already passed in Hungary and it's the subject of a court challenge by the European Commission. Now it's Romania's turn. Andre Luca is the Director of Development at LGBT charity Mosaic Romania. We asked Andre to update us on where the anti-gay propaganda bill is at. Under the guise of protecting youth under 18 years of age, seven MPs from the Romanian Parliament introduced a bill in December 2021 in order to ban all forms of LGBT propaganda, as they call it, And this bill aims to outlaw the dissemination of all information on LGBTQ plus identities in every possible environment, be private or public environment. And they have an enumeration which kind of states the environment in which LGBTQ plus propaganda is forbidden, mentioning family, education institutions, healthcare establishments, 
uh, internet, mass media, and then at the end of this enumeration, they add an etc. in case they forgot environment. So that might have actually a huge impact on you know the dissemination of all information related to lgbtq plus identities at a larger scale so under this guise they try to pass a law against the lgbtq plus community yes that inclusion of etc is quite a uh, risky thing isn't it you mentioned that it's seven mps how concerned about this are you that it will go through well, the law, the bill already passed tacitly through one of the chambers, through the Senate, and it remains to be voted most likely uh, this autumn by the other chamber of the parliament, the chamber of deputies. I'm not sure if the bill will be voted by the uh, members of the chamber of deputies. However, considering the history of Romania regarding anti-LGBT laws, I am led to believe that they will vote for, for the amendment and for the introduction of this bill. Where is this push coming from within the community? Is there some drive from a sector of the community or is there influence from Russia that's sort of creating this anti-LGBT sentiment? Well, I think we should look at this issue in a larger context, in the context of Central and Eastern Europe in the sense that we have anti-LGBT laws in several countries from Central and Eastern Europe. We just have to look at Hungary, which has a similar law with a ban on LGBTQ plus propaganda for the sake of children. Then Poland a few years ago had the LGBT free zones in which uh, all kinds of information and discussions about the LGBT community were forbidden. So there is a push at the global level from two directions. On one hand, Russian propaganda. On the other hand, very strong American conservatives trying to push anti-feminist laws throughout the entire Central and Eastern Europe and anti-LGBT laws in the same area. American conservative, like as in uh, conservative churches? Um, not only civil society organizations as well. For example, uh, during the referendum to modify the Romanian constitution between 2015 and 2018, uh, several uh, international organizations brought Kim Davis, if you remember, <laughs> brought her to Romania in order to, you know, make a tour uh, of, of the country to promote uh, the modification of the Romanian constitution. I have seen comments from the European Union coming out quite forcefully against this and kind of warning Romania not to pass this bill. Do you think that has any impact at all? Well, most likely it will have an impact uh, in the sense that most countries in Europe right now are facing a clear choice between a democratic uh, uh, course and the democratic evolution of their society and the more let's say, illiberal uh, <laughs> trajectory of, of their own countries. And you have like two models in this direction, Russia and Hungary, which are quite illiberal, if not anti-liberal entirely. From your organization's point of view, Mosaic, are you a part of fighting this law? Are you doing something to make sure that the LGBT community has a voice in this? 
Definitely, because that will have a huge impact on ourselves as an organization, as an entity uh, legally registered in Romania, as well as on the fight for LGBTQ plus rights in a larger context. For us, uh, one of the main concerns is that this law represents a clear violation of our freedom of speech, and that is guaranteed by the Romanian constitution. Another consequence of, of this law will be the introduction of censorship, which is also forbidden strictly by, by the Romanian constitution. Basically, um, platforms such as Netflix, HBO Max, Vimeo, and so on, will have restrictions on uh, the dissemination of audiovisual materials related or concerning the LGBTQ plus community. Also, all press outlets will be forbidden to disseminate information regarding the LGBT community. Another consequence will be that there will be a, a kind of serious limitation regarding access to healthcare services for youth, for people under 18 years of age. Imagine that a young person tries to discuss with their school counselor or their therapist the fact that they were discriminated against based on their gender identity or based on their sexual identity. They will not be able to discuss that in a safe space with their school counselor because all dissemination of LGBTQ plus information will be forbidden. So their mental health will be seriously affected by this. And another uh, potential risk for the future is the adoption of further anti-LGBT legislation in the years to come in Romania. So these are very serious threats for our NGO, and we are very concerned about this. We have already started a mailing campaign at the end of the spring when the law was passed tacitly through the Senate and we encouraged everyone from Romania, be they allies or members of the, the community, to send a letter to the Romanian MPs in order to urge them not to vote for, for the adoption of this bill. We are also planning to organize protests and other events in the public space in order to draw attention uh, regarding the dangers of this law. That's Andre Luca, the Director of Development at Mosaic Romania, with us on Joy 94.9. Um, I was anticipating influence from Russia, if not a direct influence from, you know, government, but probably more likely through the Russian Orthodox Church, the church that the Orthodox Church yeah, is quite connected. Yeah. I wasn't expecting the influence of American conservatives there. Well, neither was I, but it just shows how all-pervasive they can be, doesn't it? Yeah, and, and uh, he, um, Andre mentioned Kim Davies. That was uh, the uh, marriage, the person who signs off on the marriage licences who refused flat out to approve a, a same-sex marriage even after the court said she must do it. And she got sacked and now she's doing a world tour. <laughs> well, a lecture tour? A world tour for the, uh, you know, against LGBT rights, basically. Mm, wonderful. Uh, coming up, we look at how much support there is for this law in the general community in Romania. This is World Wide Wave. Where our diverse communities can come together. Joy. This is Ulrike Lunacek, member of the European Parliament and co-president of the Parliament's LGBT intergroup on the World Wide Web. And we're asking you if you've been involved in a protest and uh, what uh, what gets you passionate and, and 
hot under the collar. You might be protesting for or against something. Um, for me, uh, the marriage equality, I was certainly involved in that, making phone calls and protest marches down through the city. Good on you. Um, lots of, you know, good vibe in the protest marches. They weren't angry ones. They were, it was quite a... Positive celebratory experience. feel almost, I think. Oh, excellent. Mm. Live March for Climate Action. Ah, yes. Hasn't excellent. done that much um, good so it's far. A, it's a long march, we'll call it's that a, one. <laughs> it's a very long march. Joy 94.9. In 2006, Romania was named as one of the top countries to progress LGBT rights. In 2022, ILGA Europe ranked Romania second worst of 27 EU countries for LGBT rights protection, only behind Poland. In the years in between, right-wing parties have attempted to change the constitution to specifically exclude same-sex marriage or civil unions. They have also successfully passed laws to ban any education of gender or sexuality in schools. However, this was later overturned by the Constitutional Court. At the same time, this year's Pride Parade had record attendances. We asked Andre Luca from Mosaic, Romania, if that might indicate there was support in the broader community to stop this anti-gay propaganda law. Well, definitely. The situation improved a lot in Romania in the past, let's say, 10 years. However, the number of people that gathered during this Pride March is still not that high compared to other countries. We had around 15,000 people. So we have many more years to go in order to actually hope that uh, civil society will be able to put pressure on lawmakers in order to modify the legislation and to introduce pro-LGBT legislation for our community. Obviously, there, there is progress. However, this progress at any moment can be swipe from under our feet and each step forward you make can be uh, turned back and there is no guarantee that the progress we've made so far will remain in the next years because the LGBT community was made a scapegoat uh, in several occasions for all problems uh, that Romanians are facing. Do you think maybe it is a political distraction that politicians don't want to have the focus on other issues, so they're making this an issue? Well, it could be. Uh, on one hand, some of them are firm believers in these conservative ideas that go against the LGBTQ plus community. However, some of them may use it as a facade to, you know, gain popularity and gain votes in the end. Well, while this is all going on, you're also running an organisation which is delivering some great programmes. One that caught my eye was Unicorns at Work, which is particularly in support of trans and non-binary people. Tell us about a program. Ever since the inception of our, of our organization, which was in 2015, we tried to work with underrepresented groups within the LGBTQ plus community. And we were very focused on the trans community as well. And we thought that a good way to support the trans communities to ensure a better access to the labor market and offer them a safe place in the labor market so that they could develop further. On one hand, in this project, we are working with the trans community, offering them access to requalification courses, trainings, feedback on their CV, how to introduce themselves in a job interview and so on, access to soft skills. And on the other hand, we are working with several companies, Romanian companies, 
in doing sensibility trainings with them and in creating a network of employers who are inclusive and who are receptive to the problems and issues of the transgender community. So some of those employers, I mean, you've got some big names there, Oracle, IBM, IKEA, big international companies that uh, generally have inclusive policies across all their countries. You mentioned Romanian businesses. So you've had some local businesses who have been uh, willing to get involved? Um, yes, we did, we did have several discussions with Romanian businesses. However, well, I think there's a lot of room for, for improvement. And even the companies we had access to, the international companies that we had access to are still, you know, not enough to actually create a long-term change regarding the inclusion of trans people on the labor market. I mean, if you have like three or four international companies, you cannot actually extend that and make it a general affirmation about uh, the inclusiveness of international companies. It is a difference because you do have a headquarter who kind of is more open to the idea of LGBTQ plus inclusion, and that helps a lot. And for a trans or non-binary person who's a part of this program, how do they benefit from this? Well, we are working with a social worker, first of all, to assess the needs of those who are part of the, uh, the project. And we are basically tailoring our response based on the needs they have and based on what they want to do in the next years. For example, we did offer requalification courses for people in our community based on what they wanted. If they wanted an IT course, we did offer them access to, to that and paid for it. We also offered training courses in uh, hairdressing. I mean, it's all tailored to the needs of the individual. Great. I also noticed another one where you're working in universities uh, called Campus Pride. Tell us a bit about that one. Well, we started this project, I think, two years ago, and um, our aim was to create a safe environment for all LGBTQ plus students in Romania. We opened three student centers in three big cities in Romania, in Bucharest, in Timisoara, and in Cluj. And we kind of encouraged those who volunteered in these three student centers to organize events and get in touch with uh, their core audience, students from their, their own cities, uh, and create a community, build a community, which can further push for the idea of inclusion and diversity in universities. We plan to continue with the student centers in uh, Bucharest right now, and we are also running a fundraising campaign at the moment in order to keep it open in the next university year. And the push is to actually help us create a community, offer access to psychological counseling for students who experience episodes of discrimination within the university. Also, we want to be able to legally counsel them on what steps they can take in case they face discrimination from their peers or from, from teachers. Most of them had kind of horrific experiences in, in universities and they were too afraid to speak up. They had no one they could talk to because they were not out in front of their families. So there was no one to defend them and they need this kind of support and access to services that can actually help them and support them. 
Speaking from uh, Romania, that's Andre Luca, the Director of Development at Mosaic Romania on Joy 94.9. Uh, I love that trans employment program. I think it's a really, um, they've sort of taken both sides of the equation in trying to assist trans people to uh, find secure, stable, safe employment. But they've also been working with the employers because I'm sure there's many employers out there who would be quite accepting, but they might not know where to start with a trans person. Employers in Romania or? Well, in general, but yes, I, I'm, well, they're obviously, they've got some people signed up hmm. um, in Romania. Um, more on the international side, though. I was just that about to saying. say so that it's the, it's the big international companies. Doesn't didn't sound like there were many, not um, too many Romanians. No, yeah. but maybe maybe that's the that's the seed that starts it. If you can showcase, look, this is what IKEA or Oracle have done, and you can do it too. Then you might find some other local companies that go, yeah, we can do that. Yes, let's keep our fingers crossed. <laughs> and then students. I was a bit surprised that there wasn't a bit more, uh, you know, universities are known for being a bit more radical and um, it seems to be, you know, the fact that teachers and lecturers are, are being discriminatory as well. I mean, it must be a very difficult place for a student. Extremely. We're so lucky here, aren't we? Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Uh, coming up on Joy 94.9, we find out what young people think in Romania about gender and sexuality. This is Worldwide Wave. For all voices, this is Joy. Hello, this is Wolfgang from Conchitabur City, which is Vienna in Austria. You're listening to Worldwide Wave from Joy 94.9. And you're on the show that takes you around the globe one queer story at a time, Worldwide Wave, as you just heard. Special hello to everybody listening to us on podcast. You can subscribe to receive our podcasts automatically either at joy.org.au forward slash worldwide wave or on iTunes or your favourite podcast platform. And don't forget to leave us a review. And a little shout-out while we're here to Give Out Day. Now, Give Out Day this year is on Wednesday, October 15. If you don't know about it, it's kind of like a big uh, donation day for the Rainbow community. The good thing about it is that the donations up to a certain limit, I'm not quite sure what limit is, but up to a certain limit is 1500 per organisation. That's it. It's matched dollar for dollar. So you give $10, you're actually giving $20 to the organisation. Uh, this year there's 27 projects and Joy's got one of those projects in there. So uh, get involved in Give Out Day. If you go to joy.org.au, you can find out more details of how to be a part of it. In every country... Masculinity here is, is a highly valued prize. And every corner of the world... I'm fighting for rights of LGBT people in Nigeria. Breaking news and current issues. The LGBT community has definitely pulled together here in Orlando. Mixed with stories of everyday people. I'm a gay man. All with one thing in common. They're part of the world's diverse LGBTIQ community. Speaking from Ukraine. Mongolia. In Malaysia. Speaking from France. In South Africa. Uruguay, speaking from Jordan, Slovakia, from South Korea. Every week we bring you stories of the rainbow community across the globe. This is Worldwide Wave. 
Andre Luca, who is the Director of Development at Mosaic Romania, has been explaining their program to support university students. The proposed anti-gay propaganda bill would see censorship across streaming services and the internet, a key information and communication medium for young people, obviously. In many of the countries we visit, young people are much more accepting or supporting of LGBT people and issues of sexual orientation or gender identity. We asked Andre if this was the case in Romania. I think, yes, there is a progress. Um, there are several stories that we kind of recorded empirically that mentioned that they were accepted by their colleagues. However, they did not find the same kind of acceptance from their professors and uh, uh, the university staff. However, there is still room for improvement because imagine these university cities gather students from the entire country. And if you are from a small village uh, 400 kilometers away from Bucharest, where you do not have access to an LGBTQ plus organization, or you were never exposed to the idea of inclusion and diversity, well, it's a road for you to actually be able to integrate that in your core persona and be able to, you know, accept people who are different than, than what you are. Now, even with all these projects going on and the challenges that uh, you are facing on the legal sense. You've also been providing support for LGBT refugees from Ukraine. Yep. Uh, at the beginning of the crisis, in, at the beginning of March, we kind of decided to get involved because we received several requests for support from LGBTQ plus uh, people coming from Ukraine, whether they were Ukrainian citizens or just residents in Ukraine at that moment. And we kind of realized that we have to get organized and kind of extend the helping hand for the LGBTQ plus community from Ukraine. We managed to establish partnerships with several international NGOs, such as Yoga Europe, All Out, uh, Outright, AmeriCare, Oxfam, Black Sea Trust and Safe Place International. And we filled a financing gap with donations from the entire Romanian community. It was very supportive at the beginning of the crisis. I think up until now, we had uh, around 80 or 90 Ukrainian refugees or people coming from Ukraine. However, one of the issues we experienced was that we started to offer several services for the Ukrainian community but not to the Romanian community. It was the first time when we organized a shelter and we realized that we have to extend the services of our shelter, not only to uh, Ukrainian citizens, but also to our own people from our own community who may face homelessness or who may face difficulties in finding a place where they could stay. So that's the challenge right now in order, on one hand, to continue with our services for Ukrainian refugees. However, their numbers diminished in the past two months by a lot. And on the other hand, to extend our support and our experience, what we gained in these months to our own community, to the local community here. Fantastic. You're doing an immense amount of work how does Mosaic run? Do you have a, a whole lot of volunteers? How do you fund your services? We have around 12, 15 employees at the moment. 
and we do work with volunteers a lot as well. And regarding the funding, well, that's a struggle because you never have enough funding to address the needs of the community you serve, be it the LGBT community in our case or any other community in the case of other NGOs that work with different groups. However, our situation is a bit different in the sense that we do not have any kind of support from the state. Actually, the state goes against us. We have to actually create services that do not exist and that are not offered by the state at all. That's the challenge for any LGBT NGO working in Romania at this moment. And that's one of the difficulties we, we are facing all the time. And I know you have a fundraising drive on at the moment. If people are interested, what, what web address do they go to? www.mosaiclgbt.ro Great. We'll pop the link on our website. Andre Luca, the Director of Development at Mosaic Romania, thank you so much for joining us on World Wide Wave. Thank you as well for the invitation and hope next time we see each other, we will have good news to share. And if you're looking for their website, it's M-O-Z-A-I-Q, Q for queer, uh, lgbt.ro, and we've posted that link on our Facebook page. If you go to W3Joy or World Wide Wave on Facebook, you'll find the link there. Um, the university cities, um, uh, you know, a part of that outreach program to university students. Uh, I, I do like the that that philosophy, that um, understanding that just because you've got all these students coming together, you know, it somebody who might be, you know, um, trying to figure themselves out might be on the way to coming out. Well, they've got that support there, but also. Other people who may not have ever really thought about anything about being gay will experience. So it's, it's the visibility of the community in those environments as well, which helps. Yeah, so important. Yes, absolutely. Uh, now, Ukraine, the refugees, uh, uh, many countries uh, around Ukraine have been doing a really great job, uh, particularly with LGBT um, refugees, um, Poland certainly there. Uh, great to hear they've been doing this. I think it's a real plus that you know they they started this emergency housing, uh, this shelter, um, and uh, for the purpose of Ukraine. But now that it's it's actually turned into something for locals if somebody's you know needs accommodation. Mm, killing two birds with one stone. It's great. Yeah, I mean if. Mm. if you know, who we could say po- something positive has come from the U- Ukraine war. Um, oh, maybe that's, that's a long, it's a long bow, but it's a start. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, this anti, bring it back to the anti-gay law, which is where we started the night. Just listening to all the services that Andre and his team are providing there, and and his comment that they. They do. They provide services that nobody else offers. Like it's absolutely no. It's not like here where you might have other organisations or charities that will still provide help to the LGBT community, even if it's not their core. Mm. In Romania, that's it. So if this law shuts them down, that would have a huge impact on the local community, which would be absolutely disastrous. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wonder in this country what uh, kind of funding we get from, you know, state organisations or federal organisations? Big, big variation. Uh, I think from Victoria has state. been, yeah, and and uh, 
a lot of it depends on who's in government, really. Yes. But um, certainly in Victoria, uh, this uh, uh, the, the the current government has been very supportive. I mean, the, the building that we're we're sitting in, the the, the Victorian Pride Centre, they've been um, very supportive financially in getting that going, and that will be a legacy for many generations to come. Yeah, it's a magnificent um, building. But you know, there's so many organisations that uh, are constantly on the hunt for for money to keep going and keep doing what they do. so Yes, mm. and there's a limit to the pie that they can cut up, isn't there? Absolutely. Listen live or on demand from wherever you are in the world. Stream us live on joy.org.au or subscribe on iTunes or your favourite podcast platform to World Wide Wave. Hi, I'm Amikon Hopsepian. I work for Pink Armenia and our organisation deals with LGBT issues here for the World Wide Wave. Receive LGBT news from around the world throughout the week. Like World Wide Wave on Facebook now. A huge thank you to our guest tonight, Andre Luca, the Director of Development of Mosaic, that's with a Q, Romania. You can find out more about Mosaic and support their efforts at mosaic, M-O-Z-A-I-Q, L-G-B-T dot R-O. And thanks to everybody who sent us messages on Facebook, Richard, Jennifer, Emily, and a heap more, uh, which has been great. And that's W3Joy on Facebook. Thanks for listening to another podcast from World Wide Wave, the show that takes you around the globe one country at a time. World Wide Wave is the international news and current affairs show on Australia's LGBT radio station, Joy 94.9. You can listen live every Tuesday night on 94.9 FM in Melbourne and online at joy.org.au. You'll find all our podcasts at joy.org.au slash worldwidewave or follow us on Facebook for the latest international LGBT news. Search W3Joy on Facebook now. This podcast was produced by Joy Media. You can support Joy's diverse sound and diverse community this June by donating to Joy Radiothon 2024. Go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. And remember, we all flourish with joy. Joy.